Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherlode. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Okay, right out the gate, I want to go ahead and start talking about the Pigeon Classic, which is going to be October 18th and 19th. This is a, this is the WrestleMania for the keep. Like, this is, this is it. This is the bomb diggity. We do this, uh, we did this last year, we're going to do it this year. Hopefully we'll do it again next year. It's going to keep on being a thing. This is our big uh, charity tournament. We try every year in October to pick some sort of charity and be giving and give something back to the community. So this year what we chose to do is give to the Egyptian Cure Bank. Now you may be asking yourself, why are we giving to a charity all the way over in Egypt? Um, well, here's why. So... People who play Z-Damon, these are doomers, uh, for those of you who don't know. They already know the story of Suplex. The Suplex is a, is a young doom guy. He plays, <laughs> but he's uh, stricken with leukemia, and that's fucking awful. And as he's fighting this disease, he, he takes a lot of comfort in you know, playing doom with, with us, with his friends, Flambeau, and the, the whole Z-Damon community all support the hell out of this guy. And we're here to offer comfort, support, you know, fun and gaming. These are all, like, key elements of our community. You know, we all play games for different reasons. Some of us are driven here to compete. Some are just seeking a community and friendship. A lot of us are escaping our, our stressful real lives. And Suplex and other Others like him are fighting for theirs right now. So I reached out to Suplex after hearing the story and asked him if, like, hey, can we give to you or can we give to your family? Are there, you know, medical bills that need paying or anything like that? And, God, this guy, he's he's amazing. He's like, uh, he asked that we give to the organization that has supported him through his time of need and... That is the Egyptian Cure Bank. And his intent for this was that I want this to help other children who are suffering from similar, you know, debilitating diseases. And, you know, sometimes these are faith, fateful. It's, it's hard to talk about, man, but it's crazy. And so, fuck it. We're given to the Egyptian Cure Bank this year. That is the will of the Drowned God Cathala. You know, the AFPS community, we know no borders. We don't care about your nationality, your faith, your government, your source port, none of that shit. We're all going to come together. We're going to have a good fucking time. We're going to raise some money for the Egyptian Cure Bank, all under the flag of Suplex. So everyone send your love. October 18th and 19th. So on the 18th, we're going to be hosting a Doom Survival event. This is a... Nationwide Moose of the USQC is putting it together. It will be hosted on Z Damon because that is Suplex's favorite port. 
It's just the way it's going to be. Sorry if you like a different port, but again, we don't care what port you like. You're all all are welcome. Everyone, all of these events are going to be a dollar to get in. Basically, you just you donate a dollar and you will be allowed into the server uh, to have a good time and play with us. Now, this will take place at 6 p.m. Western Time Zone. That's, what, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern Time Zone. And if you're, uh, let's just say, Central Europe, that's 3 o'clock in the morning. If you're down, you're invited. It's all good. If you're not, just saying it's there. And it's Z-Damon, so you're not going to have any problems with, like, ping or anything. And we're playing survival, so it's not, like, PvP competitive. It's just all about fun. Day number two. Now, this is the big day. Saturday morning, 19 October. We're going to host a big fucking Quake World thing, like I told you we would. And there'll probably be, like, preliminary matches. I'm not sure, but the big... Thing that I'm advertising here is a rematch from QH Land 2019 Grand Finals. We are going to have Loctar versus BPS in a best of seven matchup to determine who the real winner is. And also, of course, to raise money for the charity. So, definitely tune in for that. That's going to be 10.30 a.m. Western Time, 1.30 p.m. Eastern, or 19.30 Central European Time. Be sure to tune in for that. Again, Loctar versus BPS, Quake World. Can't get any fucking better than that. That afternoon, this is the big grand finale. Saturday evening, October 19th, we will be hosting the second Warfork King of the Keep. This is open to all. It will be a King of the Hill type of tournament. You know how that works. Hopefully, if you don't, you know, we'll post the rules. It'll be fine. You'll get there. Uh, not exactly sure what time this is going to be yet because we're going to kind of like gauge it based on what we think the length of the Quake World Tournament will be, uh, but we will post that as well, so you'll see it. Uh, everybody knows the rules and all that kind of stuff. It'll be hosted on our Dallas server in the Keep Duels. You can get the password by donating to the charity. Again, all these events, um, if you do want to play, it will be a minimum $1 donation towards the cause, so we look forward to that. And all you got to do is go down to the bottom of the page. There will be a sign-up sheet with all the details ready for you. should be very easy. It's a Google Doc. So, hope to see you there, man. And come show your love. That's all we ask. Speaking of love, man, this is a really cool episode. <laughs> we'll go ahead and get into the details of that. It's a Dump Truck DS. I was on his podcast, QuakeCast, a while back. Very honored to be a guest there. It was super fucking cool. God, I mean, I was it was incredible just to be recognized, I guess. Like, I don't really think too much in terms of, like, I'm some uh, someone who deserves credit or anything like that. I just kind of think of myself as a curious person. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know more about people, so I wanted to know more about Dump Truck. And he's incredible, dude. He's such a cool guy. Prominent member in the Quake community. Obviously, he runs the uh, Quake mapping community. He is a prominent Quake mapper. If you haven't seen his YouTube videos, God, I don't know what you're doing, man. If you're thinking about getting into mapping at all, especially Quake mapping, you need to know anything about Trench Broom. This guy makes the best tutorials they are. Also, you know, like all the all the jams and everything. It's all covered in, in his Discord. So, show 
show him some love, dude. He's a fucking awesome guy, and I really can't wait for you to get in the heat with Dump Truck Deals. Well, I am Dump Truck DS, and I've been playing Quake since 96, off and on, more probably more off than on, but uh, just recently in 2015, I got back into Quake mapping and decided to do some tutorial videos, and the rest is history, sort of. Yeah, I'm really curious about the whole mapping thing, because this is uh, completely foreign to me. Like, I've recently, you know, kind of listening to your show, been exposed to it a lot more, and... I have a few friends that have gotten into trench broom because of you and started making stuff, especially for dusk. So they're so uh, excited about the possibility of being able to use those tools to make maps for dusk when the SDK comes out that we had a big influx of people that were uh, trying to make multiplayer maps for that. And then uh, they didn't have a way to test it. So immediately they just go to quake world and uh, we had all these really cool new multiplayer quake <laughs> like deathmatch maps for us to try out and it was a really fun experience so how did you uh become a mapper what what led you to that well this was a long time ago back when um so it's we've got to go back years <laughs> uh, i um i remember i didn't have a computer i'm trying to think of the year maybe 87 um I didn't have a computer in college. So I think I, oh, okay, you know, my first computer was 89. That's right. So I bought a computer and it wasn't this multimedia powerhouse. I think it was a 38616. Um, very old computer, not, you know, just we're talking DOS and launchers and things like that. But I got on a bulletin board system and people would talk about, um, later down the line, you know, a couple of years later on the bulletin board, they'd be talking about Doom and, I was just fascinated, like, what's Doom? So I, I remember walking into my sister's house one night, and my brother-in-law had been getting into IT and computers and building computers and things. And I, I remember, I literally remember this walking around the corner and seeing Doom on the monitor, and he was playing the shareware of Doom. And I just was absolutely floored, you know, as everybody probably was the first time they saw it back back then, because there was just really nothing like it. Wolfenstein was cool, but it was very rudimentary. And then you know how smooth Doom can be and how floaty and beautiful it is and how creepy the monsters are. So I remember that that moment of my life literally changed my life because then it became about, I need a better computer. Um, I want to get on the net. I need a modem, you know, all this stuff, you know, all these things that you have to kind of invest in for that hobby. And that's what happened. So by the time I got all that going at home, um, I was up in LA. I'd moved up to LA by then and, uh, was starting my career. So I had some disposable income and I had some time. I worked nights. So I had plenty of time. And so I would, uh, do, so doom two came out and it was the retail version. So I went and bought doom two. And then of course I heard their mapping tools for it. And I thought, I, I really don't remember that moment. I don't remember trying it for the first time. I know it was, fairly sophisticated for back in the day. And um, the the mapping tool that I used was Wadded. And uh, I tried it out and I got really hooked. I didn't make anything significant, but just kind of learning that whole thing back with Doom 2. So then I was really hooked on Doom 2 and playing multiplayer with my friends and on a, 
on what is called Dwango. I don't know if you have you heard of Dwango. I'm oh, sure yeah. you've heard of the maps. I've I've talked so, to quite a number of Doom people who always yeah. love to bring up Dwango. Played on yeah, Dwango. Dwango is also one of those moments in your life where you're just floored because you like, it was this very rudimentary kind of DOS interface, but you'd ready, you'd have a little chat room and then you'd ready up and it would all synchronize everybody, all the clients, and then you'd jump into a server. And sorry, I just whacked the microphone. <laughs> Talking about whack. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, we jump in there and, and that's like life changing, you know, like I know, like, Every the young generation and everybody in Discord and gamers these days just don't understand how huge that was. I mean, you can kind of you can imagine it, but it just it was insane. So um, it was such a rush to know that there's a human being on the other side of that that uh, avatar. So anyhow, so then of course you're playing multiplayer. You're like, I could do a map. I could make a map for me. You know, my buddy Darren and I would play, and I'd make a map for Darren and all that stuff. So then of course all that fever crazy obsession kind of just took root even stronger after multiplayer kind of got into, I got into multiplayer and then, you know, so we were counting the days until quake came out. It was delayed, you know, Q test came out. Um, and so by that time I was already really hooked on mapping and dinking around with mapping. So, um, when quake came out, it was just only a matter of time before I started kind of messing around with that as well. So yeah. that's how I got into it. It's really, I don't know if, the, the Duango thing is fascinating. I remember reading uh, Masters of Doom and it spent up quite a long time kind of describing the whole way that Duango started and then, you know, inevitably kind of ended abruptly and with a bang. But its legacy mm-hmm. definitely like carries on. It's something that I, I remember telling someone, I can't remember who it was, I brought up Duango in a podcast and someone commented on it like, they were still upset about Duango. They were like, mm-hmm. you said the word Duango and I turned off the interview. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> you know, it was a uh, formative years, man. I mean, and, and like I say, there was just nothing like that unless you were a net, because back then with Doom 2, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Doom 1 and Doom 2, um, you know, networking was not easy back then. I remember installing my first network card and it took a whole weekend and it was just hell on earth, just trying to get everything to work. No uh, And that was, yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And, and, um, you know, just, and that was just peer to peer with coax cables and, um, it, 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 it was a mess back then. So Duango made all that so much easier. And then you had for many people, this newfangled modem, like, you know, the internet was just kind of just coming around and, you know, bulletin boards had been around for a long time, but um, A, it was expensive and B, it took a lot of time investment to, you know, for your everyday person to kind of understand how all this stuff worked just to play games. <laughs> so yeah, there's something primal about our need to play, you know, and whatever it be, if it's sports or if it's games like this or whatever it is, there's something that is clearly very important to people. Um Otherwise, yeah. we would, you know, we wouldn't do it and we wouldn't go through so much effort to do it and we wouldn't be so passionate and argue about it and have fallouts with our friends and, you know, have to deal with all of it. But, and we do, you know, people like, um, like AF Domains from Z Damon, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he's like basically had to give up his ability to enjoy Doom because of how much effort he put into like policing his community and, help making sure that everyone else enjoyed their gaming experience. And, and, and I, I'm always like, why, why would you 
know, you don't even get to do what you set out to do in the first place, which is enjoy yourself, but it's so important to people. So it makes sense that, you know, people would go through all of that, I guess, at the end of the day to like bring something bigger and better for everyone else to enjoy. Yeah. And, um, there were people that would, uh, have, you know, websites and, and put map packs up and those Dwango map packs. I know, I don't, you know, I don't follow the Doom scene. I don't play multiplayer Doom right now, but I'm assuming there's Dwango maps out there that people just loved way back then, and um, you know, I'm sure they're still being played Absolutely. Uh, to this to this day. And 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 whenever you hear Dwang, the word Dwango, it means so many things. And to me, it means my good buddy Darren, who I mentioned earlier, we met on the Dwango server in Long Beach, California. And at that time, you know, obviously there's no VoIP or anything, so we just type messages and, you know, we'd get to know each other slowly, but surely. And then, you know, he said, Hey, where are you? And I was like up in LA, you know, near Hollywood. And he's like, wow, I work over there. And so I remember meeting Darren for the first time. His, his handle was Mr. Darren. Yeah. So I, I remember meeting Mr. Darren, you know, for the first time. And it's like, he's my gamer buddy and I still know him and we're both now married and he lives kind of far away, but uh, we stay in touch. And, um, you know, I met a really good friend and, and, Continuing the little talk about Quake and the the peer to peer thing, I bought two, or I built two P one sixty six computers that were identical. I bought the same motherboard, the same video card, uh, the same you know everything, same case, just so Darren could come over on his lunch break and play <laughs> Quake <laughs> Deathmatch in my home. I had a little tiny home office that I built. Um, you know, so I could, you know, I was renting the place and I asked the people, hey, can I finish this off? Because I want a little office out here. And they said, yeah, go for it. Just make as long as it's, you know, not dangerous. And so I did that. And that's where we gamed, man. Darren, and he would come over until I had to leave for work. He was off work and I had to leave for work because I, I work nights. But those are all really great memories. And, and yeah, all that effort, because once you expend the effort to build a machine or in this case, two machines and get the networking going and getting all the maps and getting everything installed on both machines and having it finally work, then you just want to play. And that, so I've had a hell of a lot more time playing than, you know, computer building. So it all pays off. It was really interesting, I guess, uh, from my perspective, watching how your community works is that, uh, you know, it, it makes sense uh, from the Keeps point of view, we mostly play multiplayer uh, PvP games and, you know, we all interact and there, there's that going on. But with uh, the Quake Mapping community, you're not really playing together you guys are making content and kind of sharing it and giving each other feedback and oh like what do you you know did you you're getting to enjoy watching someone else play on something that you built and hearing their feedback about it and that's really cool and i think what you said just now about how you built a whole computer just so your buddy could come over and play and now you're like you're building a whole universe inside of quake just so other people can enjoy it that's uh really special man that's really interesting and cool yeah it's a it's a rush um to know that people enjoy it and it's it's kind of funny because um you know when you when i first got back into it i made a deathmatch level thinking um well there'll be someone to play with <laughs> you know there'll, there'll be somebody that wants to play it and um but the only people i could get were my kids because i kind of was more <laughs> you know uh, it was this is before discord came on the scene and 
you know, there were ways and avenues and things, but it's just so much easier now. Uh, but so my kids and I played on on the map and we play tested it. And because that's where I was coming from is deathmatch. And, you know, that was my experience. I wasn't this competitive online player and, you know, I wasn't this, you know, heavy duty player. It was just fun, you know, just enjoyed with my friends mostly and land parties. But, but yeah, you, you take all the time. And then, so I made another map and another multiplayer map and I realized nobody's playing this. I guess I should make a single player map. So I started working on that. And when you, when I made those early earlier levels, I, I was just so afraid of what people thought and how it was going to be received. And I just totally let go of all that personally, but I know people kind of go through that. They kind of agonize over every little detail and they want everybody to like it. But it's like, to me, you have to make a map for yourself. So I made that deathmatch map for myself and my kids and I made the second one for me. And then, you know, the, the my first kind of single player release was my second map. I had started on this much larger project that was still ongoing. So I did this um, map, let's see, Retro Jam 6, I think it was, and it was the Egyptian theme. So we did. I did this Egyptian thing. I had no idea what I was doing, you know, like monsters and stuff to add this whole new dimension to mapping. So I, I was learning all the ropes and like what to do, what not to do, how to open doors and close doors. And you don't have too many doors and, de- you know, multiplayer maps. And it's kind of not, you know, it's frowned upon. So, you know, just figuring out doors and things like that. It was all very fun and very cool to check out. And then seeing people stream it or see their demos and getting that positive reinforcement that feedback was just that's all i needed i was like okay finally someone is playing something that i spent all these hours on yeah and I'm, and and i did get good feedback and um um you know so you you kind of i'm sort of a praise junkie <laughs> in a way yeah. i kind of like it i like getting the praise i think everybody is a little bit you know it's not it's not bad to get good feedback um but yeah the the funk message board single player quake mapping community is very open about giving feedback and, and, and giving you pointers and tips and, you know, just helping you get better or making the experience better. And so that kind of led to what I ended up doing with the videos as well. I took an, I took a note from that and ran with it. Yeah. And you also, you already mentioned it, you create all this content on YouTube uh, specifically for exposing you know the map jams and everything that other things in your community or in the quake mapping community that get created and you share them for people who either don't have the uh, you know time or knowledge or whatever to to do that themselves i'm assuming anyone who can make like these awesome quake maps could probably make a youtube video but you're putting in the footwork to expose that and also to have these tutorials for people who are not familiar with how the process works or even with like learning Quake C if they need to do that for something and all this stuff. It's really a wealth of content that is so valuable to these people. And anytime mapping comes up, Quake mapping or Trench Broom comes up, your name is locked into that now. I hope you realize that, man. Like people really respect the hell out of you. Well, I don't know if I deserve all the respect all the time, but, um, that it makes me feel good because I had a goal. You know, I talked about this on the Quakecast a while back, and I had a goal with these videos. Because let me just take a little step back. Doing the videos is really the only thing I really knew I could do well because I'm an editor by trade, and I have a bunch of camera equipment for when from when I own my own company. Right. And it was just sitting on a shelf, and I thought, 
I don't know how to code. I don't know how to make models. Um, my time for mapping, you know, I'm never going to be like a sock and make this, these masterpiece maps, you know, but, you know, you know, I want to still map. I love mapping, but um, what can I do to give back to all these people on Funk Message Board and all around the internet? Like, what could I do to give back? And I'm like, well, it's easy. I would have loved to have, um, you know, tutorial videos on how to do um, map, you know, mapping when I was starting out. And I'm a trial and error person. I'm not a real technical guy. Um, so I have to kind of really hammer on things and, but I'm a visual learner. So, I mean, I watch so much YouTube, man. Like, you know, I was learning after effects and I just, I watched every after effects tutorial I could possibly get my eyeballs on. And that was part of that too. I was like, you know what? I, I should do videos. I really should. I'm, I know they'll be good. I know I could do it. Um, and so that was my contribution. And I really thought there'd be like a few dozen people. <laughs> I swear. I thought it would be in the scores of people, maybe 20 to 50 people that would re respond. And for this little niche thing, like 23-year-old game, I've got like 1,300 subscribers on YouTube. And, they, and I, get, I do get feedback and people ask questions and all that stuff. And it's just, it makes me feel so good because I did have that goal. Like one, if I want, if I could help one person, you know, that kind of cliche, if you could just help one person, it's worth it. And honestly, I think it's true. You know, if I could just inspire one person to go out and, you know, map and, you know, just explore creativity. I mean, it's, it's a, this, this life can get really hard and you have to be happy. And, you know, if, if mapping make, makes you happy and I can help you do that, I mean, I'm going to die a happy man, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, mapping is essentially art, and you're a patron of the arts in that regard. There's a very real possibility that the greatest p piece of art to come out of the Quake mapping community ever will be someone, one of those, you know, 1,300 subscribers or the, one of those 50,000 viewers that saw your videos and just was like, wow. This is a this is a new world to me, and then they really dive in, and they maybe wouldn't have had uh, the time or ability to do that without your uh, guidance. So yeah, of course, man. That's I think both of us are kind of the same in that way, in that we we both kind of do you know our podcasts or whatever it is your your community, our community, like facilitating other people's joy and happiness brings us uh, a sense of joy and happiness ourselves so yeah i mean it's amazing dude i'm really glad to hear that and i'm glad that it's doing it's done so well and it will continue to grow and do probably more and more awesome things in the future yeah just when i you know just when i think things are going to slow down i realize oh i haven't made a video in a couple months <laughs> i gotta yeah. i gotta do some content. So I, I have a, a long to-do list and I have a lot of things that I'll never get to, you know, there's, you have so many ideas that you want to do and I always have to temper them with what is the best use of my time. Yeah. And you know, the, um, I, the videos, I never feel bad when I release a video, I never feel bad. And, and I've gotten, I've gotten great feedback and I've gotten real critique real critical feedback sometimes and it was well-deserved you know i either made a mistake or i misspoke or bad information outdated information but that's to me it's like it doesn't it doesn't bum me out too much i mean i'm like well i i took the time to do the video and i got you most of the way there and 
and uh, they'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, they'll figure out some of those nuances that I missed. But um, but yeah, it makes me feel good. And I will say my favorite thing, and it happened today, which is great. Um, every so often, I'll get a message, and uh, you know, I'm gonna pull it up on my phone because it just made me so happy when I read it. But it's people that are coming back like I did. You know, it hasn't been, you know, I didn't have a 20 year absence, but I had, you know, good 10 years easy um, because uh, I, I would always uh, check back in on Quake, you know, when uh, certain engines would come out or, you know, just fire it up and play it, you know. But um, so this guy, I'm not going to say the name, but uh, dude, last time I messed with maps was back in 96. Thank you. All caps. Great tuto. Um, I'll I'll put all my custom made maps in one pack and create a start map with portals. And thanks again. Um, and it was just, those are the kind of messages that, that they make my week. I mean, they just, it makes it all worth it. Cause I spent all weekend doing videos uh, this weekend. I spent both Saturday and Sunday doing uh, three different videos. So, uh, cause it's been so long. So, but that's the kind of feedback because I was that guy in 2015. I was that guy and I had to learn trench broom and ask questions and, you know, so it's really fulfilling. If you remember back to when I was uh, asked to be on Quakecast, I was really jazzed at that time because I had just kind of like taken over the podcast all on my own. And, and I had just interviewed Loctar, who was a monumental Quake player and Quake world player and always is true inspiration to everybody. If you're playing multiplayer first person shooters of any kind, you have to kind of give this guy props because he revolutionized it in a lot of ways. And he had never won at QH land ever. He, I mean, he'd won like different events, but never duels, which is his main thing. And obviously is like kind of the pinnacle of grandeur in the world of, you know, quake multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of made friends with him through doing that interview with him. And this year at QuakeCon, or I should say QH Land, he won the dual tournament for the first time ever. And he had been retired. He said, <laughs> I'm never going to play this game again. Or like, I'm, I may dabble a bit, but I'm not going to be competitive. I'm going to put this behind me. And when he, when he won the, the tournament, he messaged me afterwards. And he was like, he said something to the effect of like, I wouldn't have done this without you. And I think by the time this interview comes out, people have already heard the post QH line interview that I did with him where he says that. And that to me made it all worth it. Like, yeah. I, you know, what's funny is too, is I don't follow multiplayer that much, yeah. but I heard that. I heard that interview. I remember, I remember the first when I listened to it, I think it was either on a hike. I think it was on a hike when I listened to that one. And I, I listened to that interview and you, you really were, I don't want to say you were pushy, but you were pressing him. Like you kept dropping hints and you were laughing about it and he'd kind of chuckle, but you could tell, I could tell he wasn't into it, but you lit the, you know, you lit the flame there. And when I saw that he had won, I was like, Oh dude, he actually went and he did it. He won. <laughs> I know guys. It's awesome. I wanted to see him do it. Like that's, you know, if, if Tiger Woods had never, you know, won an event and someone talked to him into going back and like, you could, you could win the masters, dude, you you try it out. And then he went and did it. Like the guy that talked him into it. I mean, I, I'm not saying (laughs) I'm special or anything or that I did the world a service. I'm just saying it warmed my heart to know that I had any kind of inspiration on that. Just take one of those frags, you know, just one of those frags (laughs) uh, from his match. And that's your frag. (laughs) (laughs) 
So you guys do these uh, these really cool jam events, and I, I was hoping you could kind of explain that to people who aren't familiar with it or maybe like new to mapping and might want to get into them. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, I I don't have a lot to do with them. I, it's really a community thing. Mm-hmm. But it started, um, so a little bit of uh, history, Funk Message Board, I don't know how old it is. It's quite old, early 2000s, I think. Um, it's a message board that, anybody who's interested in mapping really should be kind of skimming through and kind of perusing. And, um, but anyway, funk underscore message board, um, I'll I'll get you a link, but anyway, um, so jams started, um, well, first of all, there's speed maps and jams, and those are two different things. Usually speed map things are anything from an hour to a couple days and they have a specific theme and they're just like down and dirty as fast as you can, you know. So, for example, um, now I'm spacing out, but let's. Oh, we had one that I really enjoyed working on back in the late last year was uh, uh, the Sinister Six, <laughs> which was a make a map with only six textures, which doesn't sound that hard, but um, it is very difficult to kind of find the right textures and to spend your texture budget, you know, accordingly. And so it gets down to brushwork and things like that. So. So that's an example of like only use six textures or, um, you know, um, use only the copper theme or, you know, gosh, I'm I'm totally blanking. But anyway, that's that kind of thing. So there's like little gimmicks and little themes to it. And then jams are much longer, more polished um, projects. So you'll have more time to work on them. So, for example, right now, um, Sewer Jam just finished up and that was just make a really you know, kick-ass sewer level because there's uh, a, every, every big shooter has a sewer level. So, um, <laughs> uh, McLoganog, uh, otherwise known as Andrew Yoder, and he doesn't there. Um, he's a pro multiplayer level designer and he's very enthusiastic in the Quake community. So he called the second, this is the second sewer jam. If I, was it the second one? I, I think it was. Um, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking an underwater jam. Anyway, so there's an underwater thing where you make this underwater world. And then sewer jam was this thing. Now, right now, there's Halloween jam. This is the second one. And so people are making haunted houses and crazy, really beautiful, you know, amazing um, haunted housey type of level. So um, those are the more serious, longer term. Anyone's welcome to do either one of these type of events. Um, all you have to do is know how to compile your map and email it to the to the person um so that's what those are all about and i've only done one i've only administered one and it was over a year ago it was uh dm4 jam and i was <laughs> i was actually drunk <laughs> when i thought of it and when i posted it on uh, funk message board i said hey um let's everyone make a map you know based using the uh, textures from dm4 because dm4 to me i love that map you know I know I know pro players and people hate it, but I've always I always love that map because I played a lot of one on one, a lot of dual stuff back in the day, and so I just always love that map. Map. DM4? Um, so yeah. No pro player, players love that map. Oh, they do. Okay. Oh man, that's <laughs> like that map will never go away. No matter how much all the you know every, everybody who first starts out hates that map. I hated it when I first started out because it's so easy to, for a veteran to take control and stand on the ledge and just. Of you, course, you're gonna. You, yeah. Your instinct is to take the mega, but if you go in the mega room, you're basically dead at that point. Like you can go ahead and write it off. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. DM4 is a legacy map for sure. 
Yeah, it's American McGee and and the design of it. So I was kind of my whole thing about that jam was that not a lot of I mean those those textures are used all over the place in custom maps, mm-hmm. but my whole thing was like it's such a unique map in the whole, you know, however many maps there are in Quake, what's 32, I think. Can't remember how many maps overall, like multiplayer and single player. But um, you know, that's such a unique look. You know, it's just very blue and there's a little goofy crosses and the weird tra- teleporters, which some of those things I don't like that much, but overall it's just a bitchin' looking map, a cool layout. And so I just put it up there and I literally I was drunk when I posted. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna call for this jam. And you what happens is if you're if you've been around a little bit and you've been in the community, people will at least consider it. You know, they'll be like, oh, that sounds cool. Or no, no, I'm not into it. And, but a lot of times new mappers will come in and say, hey, what if we did like, you know, a zoo, you know, a zoo or, you know, a theme park or whatever. If you're, if you're really new, a lot of times people are a little more skeptical and, you know, maybe not as receptive, but I guess I had been there in the community, back in the community, just long enough to get a little bit of interest uh, going. And, um, I called for that and uh, I made a bunch of typos on the original post. It was really funny, Uh, but it just took off and it ended up being really cool and a really great experience. And, um, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to wrangle everybody and tell them, Hey man, you got a couple days left. And, you know, um, so Andrew is doing a really good job on the last few jams that he's administered. So um, he's doing, you know, he's very good at it. He's very organized. So, but, um, those are a lot of fun. If you, you know, anybody who's out there listening to me who, has, who wants to get into mapping, you definitely want to make a couple box levels, make a make a few little junky levels that nobody's going to ever play. You should never just think, I'm going to make a masterpiece <laughs> the first time out because you, know, you got to learn the tools and you're going to make mistakes. You are going to make mistakes for sure. And so my my advice is make a, you know, make a half dozen maps that no one sees no one plays except for maybe your buddies or your family members. And then if there's a speed map thing, go for it, jump in. Cause having that time pressure is really good and, and helps a lot, you know, with the craft of mapping. So, and then jams for later when you feel very comfortable um, or maybe you've, maybe you've mapped for other games like half-life or something, half-life two, and you can just jump in and kind of, you know the drill, but it's a different game. So, I was going to comment on that earlier because you you kind of mentioned the people that get um, overwhelmed by like going back with a fine tooth comb over every single little detail and worry about every little part, and then their map ends up never coming out or you know taking a really long time to come out. Uh, JCR actually had a I think a really good monologue about that on a recent Quakecast. I don't remember which one it was, just talking about how like that's such a big problem for people. And the speed mapping thing, I, w- I was going to say, like, is in my line of work, and I'm sure in your line of work as well, like, if you have a deadline, like, just whatever, get it out there. Like, for weather, it's like, you don't have time to look at every single model run or whatever. You just have to get get the warning out or not and make a decision right now because it's going to happen or not in, you know, an hour. Right. And it, yeah. it, it helps you prioritize and yeah. think out your process because, you, you know, like you have limited time. So you have to figure one of the hardest things for me was workflow. Like, what do I do first? You know? And, um, luckily for, you know, for me, I was watching Ionis, uh, make a map one long time ago on Twitch. And 
I'm like, oh, well, he's kind of doing the floors kind of, you know, he's, and I think it was a speed map too, by the way. And um, he was doing the floors first. And I'm like, I never even thought to do that. You know, I just made room, next room, hallway, room, next room, as opposed to make all your floors first. I mean, that's not exactly what he was doing, but that was kind of what my thought process was like, oh yeah, I can make the floors and that's the critical path. And so you learn things as you go, but you've got to kind of arrive at those things. But this, when you're in a speed map thing, it forces you to think that way because you're not going to finish the damn map um, if you don't get after it and make decisions. And and that's the other thing, making decisions. Like that's what I do all day in my job. It's just, is it the shot or this shot? Is it this soundbite or this soundbite? This music, this part of the music? You know, so I'm always making decisions like that. But having that deadline, it helps you narrow your focus. So out of these, you know, there have been many, many jams and there have been many speed maps and plenty of people just releasing maps or, you know, all these different things for Quake. Is there any like greatest hits, like easily available thing out there? Like this is the, the essential, you must play these. If you're, if you're new to the Quake mapping community or you just want to expand your horizons of like playing Quake because, you know, everybody gets the base game, they play through that or whatever. Maybe they don't even know that this, uh, all this other content exists. Is there a list? Is there a, a way for us to access? Like these are the the holy grail that you must do these. Oh, oh, definitely there is. Um, I did a video on it a long time ago. Um, it's Quadicted. There's a website called Quadicted, mm-hmm. and the beautiful beautiful thing about Quadicted is uh, Spirit and um, Gosh, I can't think of the other admin. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but Spirit is one of the main admins of, of Quadicted, and it's been around for a long time. And they have a really beautiful database of maps um, that have two kind of rankings. So you've got the actual editor's ranking. So the, the guys who admin the website will give their kind of ranking. And then there's also kind of a heart system that, you know, between one and five hearts for users. And people can leave comments, et cetera. And you can just go there and go to the um, go to Quadicted on the front page, and you'll see single player map archive. You click on that and just sort by um, <laughs> by ranking, and you'll see what the community recommends and and what they've responded to. You know, no system like that is really perfect, but like I'm gonna I'm gonna go to it right now. I'm gonna tell you what the top rated map is. Let's see what is the top rated or one of the top rated maps. Just make us a Dropbox, dude. Like, bam, there you go. <laughs> no, that's too, there's too many maps. There's thousands of maps. Give us the top let's 10. Let's see. Okay, users. Okay, let's see. Well, it's funny because it's kind of... No, I guess it's always been. I'm not going to give you map names, but I'm going to give you author names because Perfect. you will not go wrong by downloading any of these people's maps. So CZG is the highest rated mapper on Quadicted here with Honey. And that's that's a must play. It's a great map. But it or it's a pack. It's I think there's three, maybe two or three maps in there. So it's a little kind of standalone pack. Um MFX is another one. He was on a QuakeCon uh, QuakeCast not too long ago. Um his work is just jaw dropping. <laughs> He's the guy that when he posts a screenshot, just one stupid screenshot, um, people just freak out, you know. Another guy named Van, T-H-A-N. Um, he's really great. Necros is another one. And then um there's so many people. There's so many, there's so many great mappers. I don't want to leave anybody out. 
Um, and there's, it's kind of funny. Some of the, some of the highest rated ones here on Quadicted are recent ones, which is great. Uh, there's a mod called Copper and that's Lunarin. Lunarin and Scampy worked on Copper and they did a, Copper's like a single player enhancement for Quake. So it just does things that are very simple. Like, you know, in the, in the base game, there's a lot of bugs and things that kind of affect gameplay. So for example, the Shambler is um, impervious to bullets for a, a few frames of his animation, depending on some things, they fix that. Things like that. Nothing, nothing too kind of crazy that you would notice right away. But they did this uh, episode called Underdark Overbright. In fact, I have not even finished it yet, but just the, I played, I think I played like four of the maps. And um, just the ones I played were just so cool and so amazing. So Copper Mod, Underdark Overbright. Um, there's so many people though. There's And these date, some of these date back to like 97, 96, 97 that are just masterworks, you know, really crazy stuff. So that's your best, that's your best resource for mapping, for single player maps. By far. Yeah, it's kind of comparable to like a Doom world where they have the CAC awards and mm-hmm. it's like this year, these are the top, you know, like or we voted on the top several like maps or, or, you know, complete overhaul mods of the entire game and everything. It's really cool how, I don't know, it's so much more apparent in Doom than it seems to be in Quake. For whatever reason, a lot of people, not a lot of people seem to be aware that there's all this going on with Quake and doom it's right there in front of you at all times yeah doom has um you know i'm not part of that community but i'm obviously familiar with it Mm -hmm. and um it's the i i I don't know if it's because of the game that you know quake wasn't as popular or wasn't as well beloved by millions and millions and millions of people um, like Doom was, you know, Doom, your mo- your grandma knows what Doom is. <laughs> she may not know what Quake is, but she knows what Doom is. Um, so there's that. So the Quake community is split between multiplayer because it was so strong, strongly focused on multiplayer from the very beginning. Um, as far as communities, I'm, I'm not talking maybe game design, but like communities. Mm-hmm. And, but, and then single player was funny because back in the day when I was doing, I was totally focused on multiplayer and very, very small maps for two people, dual maps, basically. And then I, I got into playing Capture the Flag online a little bit, but nothing, you know, I was never in a clan or I was never in a clan or anything. So not that serious because I just, you know, play with my buddies. But, um, um, but single player, I didn't touch until I came back. So like, I've only been into single player for like five years, four years. <laughs> I wasn't, I mean, I played the original game, but I didn't, and I played some mods and downloaded some things over the years, but in general, it was always kind of focused multiplayer. So it's like a whole new world for me, you know? Um, so, but the, the beautiful thing about Quake is that um, there really is really top tier, high level content out there, just like Doom. That's, that's, I'm not drawing a distinction. There's just, if you like Quake, there's plenty, plenty out there to enjoy. And, you know, uh, and more on the way, too. That's absolutely true. It's just a matter of it being apparent. And I think, obviously, you and RC and, and JCR sometimes, too, are doing a great job of kind of providing a media outlet for it. It's just that it's, you know, just not readily apparent and I wish it were. And I hope that, you know, if, if anything comes of this particular interview uh, from my audience, I hope that they get into it as well. 
it's it's it is strange and i wasn't around for all of that you know like uh, i'm basically you know just a few years older than your oldest son so i'm i'm trying to like <laughs> retroactively kind of go back and analyze everything which is a double-edged sword because i kind of have like a I have a fresh set of eyes, but I also have a, a lot of information that is not privy to me. It's interesting, kind of seeing how it all unfolds. It's kind of my favorite part of this, is just, you know, learning the history of it and learning why things are the way they are. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a never-ending thing. I think one of the things that, you know, I've been thinking about this lately, too, because I get a lot of requests to do videos for other games like quake two and hex and two no i wouldn't say a lot but i i get requests from time to time yeah. quake three whatever whatever trench broom supports and people are asking me and i've been thinking about lately and i'm like should i do that you know that means that i have to have a level of proficiency with these things that i am comfortable teaching and there's no there's no problem. I have the will to do that, but it's, it's a time thing. Yeah. <laughs> if I, you know, I, I wish I could quit my job right now and do this full time. But the flip side of that is if I stick with quake and just stay quote unquote, stay true to quake and my audience really growing it is not the top priority for me. I'm, I'm happy that it's growing and I'm happy people are mapping and coming to see my videos and coming to the discord and all that. That makes me really happy and really proud and excited and meeting new people, making new friends and all that stuff. But it's more quality over quantity. I just want to enjoy myself and I want people to enjoy themselves. So if this is like, becomes like a slow trickle of people coming in, which honestly my discord has really grown way more than I thought it was. And, um, and it's cool because I opened it up to Doom and, and Hexen 2 and a couple, you know, Quake. It's kind of keeping it simple that things that um, that people kind of were asking about, you know, they kind of requested like, hey, you should have a Doom channel, you know, in the Discord. So I've done that. And I at first I was like, oh, I don't want to split it up too much. It's going to be kind of weird. But everybody's been very cool. It it brought in a bunch of new people. And, and so people like to kind of dip their toe in other games or at least to know about it. And one thing I will say is even if you're not into quake mapping, come to the discord because not everybody maps there and we're happy to, we're happy to answer questions and you know, you, it's not a prerequisite that you're a mapper or that you even want to map. It's, it's a nice little community, mostly based on single player experience, but you know, we do have a multiplayer channel and a co-op channel. I'm working on co-op stuff now. So, um, but, but my point is I ramble a lot. Uh, my point is, is that I want to kind of focus and I don't want to spread myself too thin. And I have a feeling there's other people out there that kind of focus on all the games um, and they try to serve all these different masters. And I just don't know if that's the best course. It's definitely not the best course for me with my time restrictions, but um, there's so many things out there. I mean, there's so much to enjoy, you know, I don't yeah. know. For anyone listening who doesn't believe him that you don't have to be like a quake mapper, I've never touched mapping at all. Never even considered it. I I leave it to the experts, and I was on the on, I was on the quake cast. Like I just like showed up, checked it out, and then all of a sudden I'm like, they're like, "Yo, you you'd be a really cool guest." I'm like, "This is awesome." So and and I greatly appreciate that because I don't know what I contribute at all to the mapping community other than just what I'm doing here. If that leads to people mapping, then cool. No, no, you're, you're, you, you've got a really great kind of the, kind of the, 
the mission statement for your, you know, for your podcast was really uh, inspiring to me, you know, unifying. And we talked about this when you were on our show, unifying all the, the communities or at least having links between the different communities out there, whether it was just, you know, a new arena shooter or a really old arena shooter or everything in between. I think that was a really good mission statement. And, um, you know, that, that, that (laughs) you rate going on the show for that, just, uh, you know, for the quality of your interviews too. So (laughs) you did, you did good, son. You did good. Appreciate it. I'm finally, (laughs) that's it. That's I'm done now. I've, I've got my goal in life, uh, sorted out. I have your approval and that's it. That's goodbye. Um, <laughs> no, I did want to ask you guys a little bit more about, uh, quite cast in general, like you and RC have created this monumentally freaking fantastic podcast. And I, I talk about it most every, at the end of most every ep- in the keep episode, I try to plug it in there and just be like, not because I gained from this in any way, but just because I'm a super huge fan of it. Like I love your show and I love you as an interviewer. I love the way that RC kind of brings his perspective. And even when it's just you or, you know, you and JCR, uh, you guys really do an excellent job of kind of like getting people to come out of their box because I, I get the feeling that a lot of them, especially the mapper type guests are not public figure people and they don't want to necessarily be in the public eye, but you get them to explain what they do so eloquently and with such a, a, a finesse that even if you have zero interest whatsoever in quake or mapping or anything, it's like compelling just to hear an artist talk about their art. And I love that. Well, thank you. I mean, it's all smoke and mirrors. I got to say, um, <laughs> No, and I think uh, that's very, very, very kind of you. I, you know, I feel, I feel guilty because we haven't done a show in a couple of weeks, but we kind of warned everybody, hey, we're taking a little break. Um, but um, yeah, I'm sorry about the airplane back there. Is that too loud for you? No, it's fine. I love airplanes. Okay. You should go back and listen to uh, like our, my <laughs> listeners have heard we had um, DB Thanatos on the show, and he lives right by an airport. I mean, like right <laughs> really close yeah. so it was just throughout the whole interview it's like flybys and i was just like just accept it this is who he is this is where he lives that's that's the real db thanatos right there anyway well, um, yeah no so so the the thing about it we had um i don't remember who brought it up i don't know if it was uh if it was rc or me or someone on rc's discord maybe um Hey, you guys think about, you should guys should do a a show or something, you know, some videos. We talked about doing videos maybe. And, um, and I thought of the Quake cast because I remember the Quake cast from before. It was affiliated with Blues, um, Blues News. And I don't remember all the principal people, folks involved, but uh, I I should, but so we stole the name, but you know, we can't live up to the old quick cast. Sorry. You know, we, we just stole the name because it was available. (laughs) We weren't real, honestly, we weren't trying to glom on and not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of people that have never even heard of that before and wouldn't know that unless I told them. So, um, so yeah, we stole the name and we thought it was cute. And, um, you know, in retrospect, we probably should have called it something else, but that's fine. Quake cast. I'm totally good with it. But um, it's all, like I say, smoke and mirrors. You know, it, it, I think I really love RC. You know, uh, he, I, I feel like I made a really good friend with him. And um, I, getting to know him has been the biggest joy of doing the Quake cast. But yes, obviously, like talking to 
people that I've always wanted to talk to and ask questions. And I'm telling you, from my perspective, some of those guests I could have talked for three hours with, you know. Sometimes I do. I cut I cut the interview <laughs> off and then I like, just sit there and we talk for another hour and a half or so. Just yeah. person to person. No, and it's good. I know I should do that too. But um but yeah, I've had guests on that I'm like, I don't want to have them back on like next week. That was so great, you know. And um it's it's a real pleasure to talk to somebody that you've only typed to, you know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, you know, or or seen posts or played their maps or what have you. So, you know, thanks for the kind words. And I just hope people like it. Um, you know, our audience for the podcast is not massive, but it's dedicated and people are very, you know, vocal and do give us feedback and um it was one of those things that like when I do something if I can't totally devote myself to it, I feel really guilty. So I will say there's been a lot of times I've been very guilty, you know, felt very guilty that I wasn't as prepared as I would like to have been. Um, or, you know, sometimes you can hear a little clicky clack cause I'm kind of looking up things like, Oh man, I really should have done this like two hours ago before the interview. A lot of my interviews are early in the morning. So everyone knows. Yeah. So um, if we're interviewing somebody, you know, uh, overseas, I'm, I'm the one who kind of takes one for the team. Like I'll get up at five or, you know, six or I think, I think the earliest I ever got up was like four (laughs) early on or something. I can't remember who that was, but I got up pretty early for that one. And, uh, but that's cool. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of guilt about the Quakecast. I wish I could bring my, it has nothing to do with RC. He's great. He's a pro. He calms me down. He's like, okay, dude, breathe. You're cool. It's all good. <laughs> I get all flustered and blah, 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 you know. Um, so he's he's my rock. <laughs> but uh yeah, the quick cast quick cast is not going anywhere. We're gonna keep doing shows and it won't always be completely affiliated with Quake, but we always try to have some kind of thread with id software for sure. We try, not always, but we try. Yeah, you've uh, some of the best episodes are, you know, not necessarily id software but you know uh i guess wrath technically is based on it you know id tech and you guys had them on you had um andrew holschult on which we'll talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) i gotta say i haven't heard your episode yet i apologize no it's fun but uh you guys had uh him on and technically quake champions is not id tech at all you know, it's Saber. But, That's true. And That's then, true. you know, and then you've had, uh, what, Proteus? Those guys were yeah, on? Yeah, G- General VV, and that's his username. I'm spacing on his name right now. But, uh, yeah, he's great. He was great. I, I want to have um, I want to have those guys on again. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have to follow. You even did a fucking el- episode about Zelda, and even I was like, what the fuck are these guys doing? When I, but I listened to it anyway. It was a good episode. But, <laughs> like, I was just like, what is this? That's when, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. We've had some cancellations. Like we've had more more cancellations than I'd like to admit, um, and I want to say the Zelda episode was like, "Hey, let's just do it anyway. Let's just let's just do it. Let's go for it." I think that was a cancellation, and like just for any prospective guests that come on the Quakecast, you get two strikes. You don't get three. You get two strikes with the Quakecast. If you if you bomb out twice, you're not on the show. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, we. We, you know, we talked about this before, but we want to have like John Romero and, you know. Me too, man. Number one, oh, like number I one think person. I, I think he'll do it. 
Yeah, I think he'll do it. He'll, he'll, uh, both of our shows. I bet you he'll do it. If we can find the right time, um, he'll do it. Um, we got to get in touch with like, this. Like American. I want to have American McGee. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I, I wouldn't say I'm in touch with them, but I've interacted with them on Twitter a couple times. So, I mean, I could maybe see. But, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I, I want to have. I want them to have something to talk about because of course. I'm not. I'm not entirely convinced. that John's want to want to come on the Quakecast and talk about one of the more painful experiences of his life. But like you know, maybe when Empire of Sin is getting closer, we can kind of coax him on there and get some of those stories. But we all know the stories and we've heard a lot of stuff. So just talking to him about design would be fantastic. So just so everyone knows, like. That's what I'm kind of waiting for because I, I want it to be practical for our guests. Um, and also, it's got to be good for us, man. You know, this is a spare time thing and it's been summertime and <laughs> we needed a break and, you know, just busy with real life stuff, you know. So it's a hobby. We're not getting paid to do this, but, um, but yeah, Quakecast isn't going anywhere. Thanks for the kind words. I wish I was better, but I guess I, I have at least one fan out there. <laughs> I'm as keenly aware of that. Uh, I I would never want to bring John Romero on the show or anyone ever and just sit there and make them talk about the past or something that, you know, they're not passionate about anymore that everyone already knows the story of. That is actually right. the sole reason why I have not reached out to Jahar to have him on the show because in a row it was like State of Quake had him on and then you had him on and it was basically the same story. And I'm like, I, I don't want to do that again. You know, I want to talk to Jahar, the guy. Not Jahar, uh, the the same story we've heard twice. So that's why I had Rotten Rose on his wife. I was like, let's get some unique yeah, that's awesome. pers- perspective on this. And yeah, by by the time this interview comes out, everyone will have already heard that. And I'm super proud of that interview, man. She is incredible. But yeah, it, that's a that's a great that's a great duo right there. I mean, they've they've done so much for all the various communities, and he's a pro. He's so great. I mean, it was yeah. just a he made it so easy, and it was such a what a what a pleasure to talk to him. And, um, I was really honored. He had me on his mappers, Mark. I was like, me, Yeah, you <laughs> like me. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, maybe about my videos, but not my maps. It was pretty embarrassed. We had nothing but technical difficulties on that stream, but it was still a blast. I was so, I was so happy, uh, to be asked, you know, and to watch somebody derp through my maps. But, uh, so that was, that was a highlight for me. That was definitely a highlight. And that was one of my favorite episodes of Quakecast because, you know, like I, I really care about um, doing game commentary and, you know, match commentary for the Keeps events and for the communities that I help support. And obviously, like, he's a hero to me. He's monumentally right there at the forefront of everything that I want to do kind of with, with the Keep. So Tasty Splain, both of them, him and Rotten Rose, like, mucho grandiose respect. I could never thank them enough for all their life's work essentially. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So what other, uh, if you want to point out some like guests that have been on the show that, uh, you feel like maybe have gone under the radar that you just want to like bring up and say, like, I really think people would enjoy this one if they heard it more or anything like that. Who, who are some of your more inspired guests? Oh man. Well, you already mentioned, um, uh, Rath, you know, we talked to, um, God, man. Yeah. Kill pixel. I was his first name. Jer- I always think of him as Jeremiah um, kill pixel. Um, and that, I got to say, like, if you don't listen to any other episode, you need to listen to that one. Cause uh, that was just a, a 
like that was when we were sitting here talking to him, I was sitting here out in the, out in my little man cave out here. I just was like, I had stopped thinking about the recording and everything. And I just listened to his words and it was just pure honesty from the heart. And I was so inspired by that guy. I mean, I just was like, you know, and I told him when we were talking to him, I said, you've done things in your life that I'll never be able to do. And I, you know, and that's like, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much, but he went on the road. He went on a vision <laughs> that, quest. Like, yeah, vision. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, it was like, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but when you're, when you're 51, you know, and you got two kids and you got a mortgage and all that stuff, it's like, it's not even, I hate you, dude. It's like mad respect. Good for you for doing it because you'll never regret it. You know, it was hard and it hurt and you left people you loved and you were scared and you didn't know where it was going to lead. And like, I've never had that experience and I may never have that experience in my life. So everybody listen to that episode if you haven't heard it. Also the follow-up, I'm not sure if it was right after that, but one of the follow-up episodes, we had Fred Schreiber from 3D Realms and he was great. And I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't know if Fred is ever going to hear this or not, but um, I don't mean this in any disrespectful way at all, but I, I've said this to people offline, but I'll say it on the podcast. I was expecting like marketing and spin and, you know, all these barriers to be up, you know, uh, you know, cause he's a company guy, right? He's yeah. a mover and shaker and he was so down to earth, so honest, you know, if anybody was talking bullshit, it was me. <laughs> and he's, and he corrected me a couple of times. Well, no, no, you know, this, and that was a fantastic interview too. So it just happens to be two people that are associated with wrath. Um, so if, if you're, if your listeners haven't heard those, those are really good episodes. And the thing about Raph being connected to quake is that it's people from the quake community. And, and again, funk message board. I know all these people, I think I know almost every mapper on there. Um, maybe not well, but I know them, you know, through the different communities on Discord and Funk Message Board. And, you know, you see someone's name like, oh, cool. I'm so glad he's working on that. That is great. His work is so amazing. Um, Skaki was a good interview. Um, Really great mapper. Also working on Wrath or worked on Wrath. So, um, gosh, there's a lot of really great episodes. Um, we, we, God, we've done over 30 some odd episodes, 37 maybe, maybe more. So, yeah, um, I'm sure I'm totally forgetting a bunch of people. So I apologize for yeah. guests earlier. I think you, you mentioned how when you're doing an interview and it's you and RC, the dream team, all that stuff, uh, how you feel like you come across, like you are trying to be like super prepared and maybe you feel underprepared. So you like look things up and everything. And then RC is kind of the counterbalance to that. I think that's absolutely true. And it makes for a, per- like a nearly perfect interview style uh, from both of you. Cause it's absolutely true. You are kind of the man who's asking the big questions and trying to get technical and everything. And then RC genuinely comes across like, yeah, I thought about this. What about that? <laughs> like, you know, it's just, right. you know, right. just it, very casual, which I appreciate because it's a little closer to my interview style. Uh, personally, mm-hmm. I just, I like to feel like I'm just talking to you as a person. Like if we met in a bar and I never knew that you were a quake map or anything and you just mentioned it in passing, that's kind of my ultimate goal is like, I wanted to come across like that because I really don't know about it. I can Google stuff all I want. <laughs> 
This is a big struggle mm-hmm. with Loctar is that when I interviewed him, I really was not familiar with Quake World other than just being a fan of the eSport. Like, but playing it, nothing. Knowing the maps, nothing. And and I did a lot of, uh, you know, forward thinking and like trying to memorize a lot of information and I probably fucked a lot of stuff up. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I know I'm a younger guy. I don't want to feel like I'm giving advice to you as a grown man, but like, yeah, don't just relax. <laughs> like relax. It's okay. <laughs> I know I got to take it easy. Um, that's just my MO, man. I, that's I'm, I'm keyed up. <laughs> yeah, but it, no, but I, and, and I will say, um, at taking, you know, taking advice from a younger person being a 51 year, I'm, you know, like if, if I didn't take your advice, I'd be an idiot. You know, um, I, I, I tend to be open-minded and, uh, not standoffish. I'm, I can be prickly sometimes. I know people on my discord will kind of vouch for that. <laughs> I, I call it grumpy or cranky. Um, but, um, no, thank you. No, I, I, I will, I will chill out. <laughs> I've never seen you as a grumpy man. Like you, you, you but, but all of you guys generally come across like a bastion of positivity, which is uh, God in this world, in this current state, my generation is fucking everything up and no positivity no. is, you know, positivity is important and it's so amazing. Like I, I really love positivity. It's so I, I I'm just going to say that it's so, 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 so important, like 10 times before I'm finished with this, but like, People need that, and you're providing. If you provide nothing else, man, just the power of positivity is uh, it comes across absolutely. So thank you for that. Well, that that's really nice to hear because that's not something I I'm accused of very often yeah, <laughs> in well, my in my home life. I'm usually the I'm not a buzzkill, but I I can be the devil's advocate and or the bummer. I, I worry I worry a lot. So I'm, no. I'm kind of a worry. If, if you didn't notice that already, I worry a lot. No, but that's cool. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely right. And that is one thing I will say about um, uh, the Discord, the Quake Mapping Discord. I, I talk, I, it keeps coming up because it really dominates a lot of my time. I'm the only, right now, I'm the only mod for it. So I kind of have to keep tabs on it. It's a little kind of controversial sometimes that I modded, I'm heavily monitor, you know, moderate the uh, board. So not a lot of curse words and no politics. And there's certain things we discourage and there's specific reasons for it. I won't go into them, but it just has to do with my employer. So I, like I could, I've kind of have a code of conduct where I work. So I've got to, I got to be careful the way I present myself and things that I um, am involved with online because I'm doing it from work. A lot of times I shouldn't be, but I am, you know, it's over there on my little work, my side computer. Um, so um, I get a lot of, I, I don't get a lot of flack, but I get some flack for that, but I got to take, I'm taking a page out of, um, and um, hello spacing on his name. Jeez. Joshua Skelton's book. He has pixel state community on discord and he is one of the developers of Delver. That was a good interview, by the way, that he was one of our first guests, um, the developer of Delver. And he's a kind of longtime quake guy and quake enthusiast and um, makes tools for quake that mappers can use and modders can use. But anyway, his, um, his discord is very positive and it's, it's just, I don't know what it is. I think it comes from the top. I mean, it comes from him. He sets the tone. He's super positive. He's very professional. And, but there's also this real sweetness to him as well. He's a really nice guy. Like I'm in awe of that guy. So that's why I modeled my discord after that 
and because of the um, the code of conduct that I have in my employment. I'm not giving up my home and my livelihood so someone can say fuck on my Discord. <laughs> um, so, and of course now someone's going to record that and put that on my Discord. <laughs> but uh, they're going to clip that. I, I think we can cuss on here, right? I should have asked you. Huh? Oh, you cuss all you want, man. Have you ever listened okay. to the key? Oh my god! Yeah, I have. No, I I kind of knew instinctively because I've listened to you know good god about uh, <laughs> ten episodes or whatever um, no, no. at least. So I mean, hey, listen, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit and say I listen to every single week. No, I, I don't either. It's fun. It, but um, yeah, but um, I need to catch up though, um, definitely. But um. Yeah, so that's the deal. You know, we try to keep it in. So we've been accused by some old, some some old timers uh, on Funk Message Board of as being like a little too positive and a little too huggy and a little too this and too that. And I'm like, well, if that's the worst you're saying about us, then I just uh, I don't even care. You know, like, who cares? Who's got time for that? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. I mean, as far as what you're saying, everything about the you know, like I'm trying to be positive. I don't want anybody like spreading negativity in my community and all that sh- stuff. Like hashtag me too, bro. That's that's the <laughs> whole thing with the keep is especially the multiplayer. You guys have the benefit at least of it being a kind of a singular, you know, thing that you do on your own and then you ask other people for their feedback and stuff. Like multiplayer is a bit different, PvP I should say, because people get heated, you know, they get they get competitive, they get hot, oh, yeah. they wanna argue and complain about the game and like the performance or like the other person, like calling people cheaters and all that crap. And I was just like, get the hell out of here. I don't have any time for that. I have 0% of my bandwidth can go towards dealing with people acting that way whatsoever. And I'm not trying to censor people's speech. Like I don't want anyone to not use curse words, but uh, as you know, and I'm not going to go into it, but I too have a code of conduct that I have to live by for my employment. So Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got, I'm sure yours is a lot more strict than mine too, but uh, yeah. So, you know, Hey, keep it positive and you know, there's plenty of negativity in the world and, and, and that's another thing about politics. Like I, I've been pretty lucky on my discord that hasn't come up too much cause I, I quash it, you know, right. Pretty much right away. And I, I'm always monitoring the damn thing. Cause so, you know, it hasn't really come up that much. I think people really are focused on mapping for the most part. 99% of the time, it's a real pleasure to interact with everybody and see people coming in, especially new people coming in. You know, when I see a screenshot from a new person, I just want to like jump out of my chair and be so excited (laughs) because, you know, like I remember posting on funk message board and not posting screenshots and not, you know, just being afraid of all like, Oh, what are they're going to just hate this or I'm going to get so much critique and everything. And, um, but what I tell people is like, Hey, just map for yourself, make yourself happy first and know that you're happy with what you're doing and then share, you know, that's my, that's my advice to people. So if you're, if you're trepidatious about posting a screenshot, but anyway, people post screenshots and, and, and then you see people like you've never really interacted with before. Maybe they've been on the server a little bit, you notice their name here and there. And then they post these magnificent screenshots and it's like, Oh shit. You know, that's amazing. Someone, you know, so someone has really created something special. And so what's, what's, what's to argue about, you know, but I totally, I totally get multiplayer or PVP is it's a whole nother beast. Cause um, you have that, that added aspect of competition where someone's going to be at the top of the leaderboard and someone's going to be new 
you know, and they're, they're not going to be, they're not going to know what's really the ins and outs. And, um, so, you know, that is a totally different world. And I, I think that's one of the problems with Quake. I don't know if the Doom multiplayer community is too divided, but I, I would imagine it is. There's probably factions, probably yeah. factions all over the place, right? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it on the podcast anymore, but yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So much. Not surprised. <laughs> so I have a few more things I want to kind of run by you and then I'll let you get out of here because I know you're on a time frame, man. Yeah, I, I, got, a, I got another um, 10 minutes, 15 tops. Okay. All right. We'll we'll blast through the last few things. First of all, I want to bring up the Progs Dump Dev Kit. It's your big new project that you're you've been announcing on YouTube. So tell us about that. Yeah, um, I've been working on it for gosh, I think about a year. Um, I spouted that off in my video, and I'm like, wait, did I look at the dates right? I could have got that wrong. No, it's been. It seems like I started kind of messing around with Quake C about a year ago, and you know, I'm going to kind of spill the beans here. I I, I'm on a podcast and you're asking me about it. So I'm going to just tell the story. Um, Arcane Dimensions. A lot of people know about it. If not, go look it up. It's a Quake, single player Quake mod. You can play co-op. I don't think there's any multiplayer. Like the, there's no deathmatch stuff, but probably deathmatch starts. You could play if you wanted to. Maybe. I don't know. So anyway, Arcane Dimensions, legendary. A lot of people. It's amazing. Sock is the guy that was the kind of the the head, you know, of that, the creator of it and the kind of the ringleader of all these mappers that have made these incredible maps for Arcane Dimensions. And that's one of the pinnacle of mods for Quake, right? So Simon O'Callaghan Sock um, has a development kit for Arcane Dimensions. And I, I had some ideas for things I wanted to do. And so I asked him a couple questions and from time to time, he'll get a job or whatever, and he'll drop off the internet and, you know, real life takes over. And it just so happened that when I had all these questions, he was not around and not available to answer any questions. And so I dug into his development kit and really kind of tried to figure out how to do things. And this is pre-coding, right? No coding. I had never touched any of this stuff. So um, I realized after a couple of days of investigating and looking at the mod and the dev kit that I was not going to be able to really do what I wanted to do. Um, and so I thought, you know, I've always wanted to mess with Quake C. I'll just do my own mod that does what I wanted to do. <laughs> and so that was the, it was really just for me. And so and the Discord already existed. And, um, and uh, you know, I'd been in the scene for a little while. For a couple three years and so i kind of knew people and knew who to ask questions and things so i kind of just started dipping my toe in there and like okay well how do you do you know how do you spawn monsters without monster closets because in single player quake um there's a way to spawn in monsters and teleport them into the map at a certain time but it's a pain in the ass and that's this one of those things it's actually not that hard to do um i followed a tutorial i added it cool. I got my monster spawning in. What else could I do? And I knew I wanted uh, sound for sure. That was the other thing. I want sound entities and that's real easy stuff. You can grab a couple pieces, snippets of code. So I kind of was just slowly integrating things, not doing any coding, um, but just copying, pasting and compiling and troubleshooting. And when I'd run into an issue, I'd ask questions. So it kind of started to grow. And then, so I released this mod and basically what it is, is it's it's a mod for Mapper. So it's a development kit. And what you do is you download it. There's a bunch of sample maps with all the features. And you can play those and just 
monkey around with them. The map sources are available. So you see what we did and how we did it. And then you take, there's a, there's a zip file inside of there and you unzip that file and there's a kind of a bare bones version of them. And that becomes your mod. So, and the whole thing is, is because I do these tutorials, I always want to focus it on beginners. Um, not a hundred percent, not everything's super easy and user-friendly, but a lot of it is. So for example, with my mod, and this is unlike any other mod, um, you can take, let's say you wanted to have a dead shambler laying on the ground in your map. Well, doing that takes a little bit of hacking and it's not exactly very simple on the regular game. But I've just got it where you can drag it and drop it into your map now. So that's, that's one of the more user-friendly things, but that's a good example of what this mod does for people um, just making a lot of this a lot easier. And, um, and then I did a lot of work on the documentation because <laughs> some of these guys will make these quake mods and they just won't have very good documentation. So you just kind of have to figure it out or, or go research, you know, on funk message board and look through all the questions and answers as opposed to just really good documentation. And, um, I knew from working with trench broom that, you know, that's another thing that helped with trench broom is the documentation is bulletproof. Everything you will ask is in those docs. So I, so I've, I've also well documented it and, um, the response has been pretty good. There's been a, quite a few little projects, um, kind of coming and going. We did, a, we did a map jam with it. Um, we did, um, two map jams. What am I saying? We did, oh, we did a speed map and then a map jam. And then some individual projects have come out that have been really cool. Um, even recently. So, so, you know, I'm still working on it and I'm learning how to code. I've, I've, I have written some code now and it's a lot of trial and error and, but I never thought I would be able to do it. And, uh, it's the strength of the community and, and honestly discord that real time feedback. I can just post a question and say, I'm stuck, help me. And there's a half dozen people that know what they're doing have released mods, have been coding engines, and they'll come to my rescue and help me. And I really credit that to Discord. And also, you know, luckily I've got this community of people that are kind of keyed into that. So so that's that project. And I, I just started doing a video series kind of explaining it because I thought, you know, I've spent all this time and all this effort putting this thing together. I need to pimp this thing as much as possible. So that's that's where I'm at right now. So, and then just one other thing I wanted to say about it is that... Um, a kind gentleman from Funk Message Board, IW, has come in, and he's a fantastic coder. Like, I've never seen anyone like this. Um, and he just has come in and just found all these bugs. I mean, just things I never would have known about. And and some of them are very, uh, very strange little things that would take very, you know, strange dependencies. But he's like, no, if someone does this and someone does this, it's going to crash. And those things may never have happened ever, but he found those bugs fix them and um, has gotten involved. So what we're working on right now is some co-op stuff um, because uh, I, I'd, I'd really like to see some more people playing co-op. So we're going to in, in, um, include some kind of requested features from the community into the mod. I'm not sure how long that's going to take, but we're working on it. No, the ladders so, look cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It has, yeah, it has breakables. It has ladders. It has rotating. And oddly enough, I didn't want to do all that, but but people requested, so I went, "Hey, why not?" You know, people want it. And um, uh, gosh, there's a lot of particle effects. That's what I'm really high on is all these really crazy particle things that you can do. Um, just adding little 
little kind of flair to your maps and things like that. And they're not really that hard to, 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 to work with. And what I did was I Chinese menued it. I, I, gosh, I probably took a dozen mods apart and grabbed all the things that I knew I would want or that would not be hard to integrate. Like some, some lines of code, I swear, like, I mean, someone gave me a line of code and said, here's how you can do uh custom health on every monster just do this and it was literally like 15 characters and boom you like put that in your mod and you're done um and so why not put it in (laughs) you know if it's that easy so um it's been a really great learning experience it's totally different from mapping like mapping i can crank up the stereo and just kind of chill out and have a beer and just map for eight hours and coding for me especially because i'm so new to it it's like brain surgery with a blindfold and doing it with my toes. You know, it's just so difficult <laughs> for me. <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, it's just very, very brain taxing on the old man's brain over here. But, you know, I'm getting there. See, so you, you mentioned the co-op thing. That was actually my last question. Okay. I got to ex- I don't want to go into too much detail. You cannot possibly imagine how much drama it causes in coexisting Doom and Quake places that Doom has always been, you know, like so much more popular and all this kind of thing. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Quake is either playing by yourself or competitive and there, it, there always has been, you know, some co-op stuff, but it is so not prominent. And in comparison to Doom, where it's like you could, you could play competitive Doom, you can play single-player Doom, you could play brutal Dooms, you know, anything, any of the cool mods for Z Doom, and you could also do the, like survival and all, co-op and all that really, really awesome stuff that you can do with Doom, and people really, really enjoy that. It's a huge part of the player base, which uh, doesn't really exist in Quake, and. I was actually talking to a friend earlier and they were just going on and on about how cool it was that you guys are, you know, kind of bringing co-op into this mod because it could really mean a lot for the Quake community in general. And I can't wait to see what that what happens with that. Yeah, I will say so just historically Doom is or I'm sorry, Quake has always had co-op built in, but it was always kind of it's not it's not ideal, you know, I'm sure people know that but if you've played it there there are certain kind of quirks you know when you die you start back way at the beginning of the map and i'm I'm pretty sure that's the way how stock vanilla doom is as well but but you run like 800 miles an hour and (laughs) you find your buddies pretty quickly whereas uh, quake it's kind of easy to break that and kind of get separated and what have you and there's just all kinds of pitfalls with that with the actual vanilla original game and yeah it's an effort there's there's quite a bit of effort but i will say um, for people, let's say, let's just say for myself, you know, if I'm going to go online and play competitive multiplayer Quake World, I'm going to get my ass kicked. There's just no question. And so with the limited amount of time that I have to devote to that endeavor, playing a co-op match with a friend gets you a very similar experience. Not, not the same experience, but a similar experience. You have your real-time person that you're playing with and you're going towards a goal. I've always liked team games. Um, I've always liked object, objective-based team games. Of course. So um, 
So co-op is basically <laughs> an objective-based team, you know, way of playing the game. So um, yeah, I lament there. There is a server I want to say in uh, it's based out of Finland, maybe I don't know. Gosh, I don't know. Not sure where it is, but they, they've got they've got there is one prominent co-op server, and I haven't even gone out there and played it yet. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's not a big part of the community, but I have a feeling if you did it right and made it pleasant. And and I will say this is the very early early stages. We are we are starting to work on it, um, and it's again it's a hobby thing. So I'm not quite sure if we got anything to announce anytime soon. But it's definitely the next kind of it's the next uh, to do list is to get this integrated into the mod. And what we're doing is we picked six things that we wanted to focus on, or seven things, and they were. I wouldn't say we did this grand, you know. Uh, survey of the community but we we asked some people that were very passionately interested in making changes to co-op what they would want to do and we that's been a co that's been a conversation that's kind of off and on for a while and uh, i think we got it to where this will be a pleasant experience and it will we're definitely not asking people to map any keys or impulses or anything you're just gonna i mean i could i could eat my words one day but i think that's the goal is not to have any impulses or anything you just have you you have the mod you have progs dump or whatever that that's another thing i got to think about is going to be but anyway mappers can do the thing and then their their dev kit thing and play this co-op experience and, and it'll be pleasant for people and not a, a chore you know because there's things like you know if you die your backpack falls out and so all your rockets and all your stuff is in that backpack well it's really easy for your teammate to just go over and pick it up and so we're going to take that away. We're going to, and again, we're not, we're not, we're, this is a new mode. We're adding, a, so we're not taking away the original, but we're adding a new mode to it. So that the original player will be the only person that can pick up that backpack. And and it sounds like a little thing, but it isn't. It's huge. It's giant, you know? So, um, and then also we're going to try to teleport the player to, to his teammate or a teammate. And that is still in the works. Um, and, and that would be huge. You know, that'll be huge if we can do that. Well, I really can't wait to play that because that sounds absolutely fantastic. Don't yeah, I've taken I, me up too, a, man. <laughs> I've taken up enough of your time, man. So thank you so much for coming on The Keep and for being supportive and a mentor in a lot of ways. I appreciate you, man. Well, man, I appreciate everything you do and, and the passion you bring to everything. So let's um, let's not make this the last time we get together in a podcast. Maybe I'll come on when I've got something cool to announce or share with everybody but uh thank you so much for having me on really appreciate it and now we got to get you got to get rc on here <laughs> yeah i know but he's so busy right now he's got a baby so the baby yeah I'll, the babe. I'll, wait, I'll wait for a more appropriate time to uh get with him of course yep. thank you man take care of course take care